Aussie Tech Heads is brought to you by startnewcompany.com.au. Register your company fast, easy, and direct with ASIC. All documentation is provided and held in your account for downloading at any time. If you're an accountant or other professional, you're also able to brand all documents with your company name. Coming soon, ABN, TFN, and Trusts. Special discount for ATH listeners. At the cart, use ATH20 for a $20 discount. And athwebhosting.com.au. Servers operate on SSD drives, immediate activation, SSL certificates, Aussie support, domain registration, and easy install of WordPress, Joomla, and Drupal. Welcome to episode 669 of the Aussie Tech Heads, recorded on the 5th of March, 2020. I'm your host, Jason Oakley, and this is my co-host, Will Tompkinson. Hey, Will. Hey, mate. How goes it? Good. This is me being Glenn at the start. Yes, yeah, no, it looks right. really determined. I'm very happy. I'm going <laughs> to get the show. Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so how's your week been, mate? Oh, not too bad. Got my daughter's computer back from the repair shop, so she's very happily what running on it? an SSD drive for the first time in her life what and was enjoying the all that speed. What did the fault end up being? Nothing. What? Oh, <laughs> he said they um, upgraded the BIOS because it was woefully out of date and uh, put on a bunch of more drivers and then did the old pressure can of air psh, yeah. to clean all the crap out of it, which it would have needed anyway. But um, yeah, I think the BIOS was just too old to understand what this new SSD drive was all about. So Yeah, but it was working with it in there though, wasn't it? Well, I switched back to the old drive and it still wouldn't boot so I don't yeah. know. I'm betting <laughs> it was more the fact that it was just full of crap and the good blow blow it all out and you know it always helps when you get something blown out it you know, that just just know, it in. makes me feel good. <laughs> even when there's uh like even if you've got a card in the slot that's been there, say you've grabbed the case and you've moved the case and you're putting a drive in, well you've flexed it and you've twisted it. So that slightest bit of dust that's been sitting on top is now potentially worked its way in. It's so like, it's, yeah. you know. But, but um, I told him when I dropped it off, you know, this is in a minute, this thing works, that doesn't, and then you reboot and it does work, and then you reboot and it doesn't work. He's like, oh, man, I really hate intermittent issues. I yeah. said, me too. That's why it's now your problem. <laughs> and right. let me know how much I owe you when you fix it. The, Goodbye. The... Um, yeah, actually, and just on that BIOS update, the newer computer's BIOS update's great. You can literally, on some of them, on mine, I can actually do it from the BIOS. I can yep. actually go into the BIOS, it detects the network connection, detects the internet, and it'll actually go and grab the latest version of the BIOS from the net and install it itself. It's like, well, that was my problem. I couldn't, <laughs> I turned it on and it was a blank screen immediately. Yeah. No BIOS, no push, no, no nothing. Right. So once once think, you get it booted, then you, yeah. that would have been after, it. After about 20 on-offs, Eventually, there was a BIOS. He must have gone, bang, yeah. grab it, update, done. I'd say it was, yeah, it's just full of dust, <laughs> I would imagine. Dust is not computer's best friend, especially up, in, up here in Queensland. The, you, you, you know, the dust isn't really the issue. What happens is in summer, it gets so humid, the dust actually becomes conductive. Um, ah, right. And many times I've actually seen computers fry because the, the dust has actually shorted them out. When yep. it gets that humid, it gets wet. Yeah, so it's always good to service. There is a legit reason for if you've got a local computer guy, hitting them up every twelve months and getting you know spend fifty bucks and get computer serviced. Yep. So he got it going. She's happy as a pig in mud, and, and well, you, I got my computer, computer back, back yeah. which is the <laughs> important <laughs> thing because for the last week it's been a 
uh, Overwatch and Sea of Thieves and Fortnite <laughs> Machine, and I've been watching Lost in Space. So I'm still waiting to get to like that show. That's I went it. for Parker Posey to get eaten by one of the monsters or something because I've had enough of her. <laughs> but people on Twitter said it's worthwhile sticking with, and I said, well, I hope that she gets eaten or something. They said, well, our lips are sealed. We can't <laughs> tell you anything, so fingers crossed. But um, it's very, it's an interesting take on the whole thing, but uh, there's a lot of contrived um, situations that come out of nowhere. And a lot of the time I'm just like, are you serious? The writers came, uh, oh my, okay. <laughs> this is, we'll just push through this one then. Oh, look what's happened now. Who would have thought that that thing would happen, which was totally predictable. Yes. That's a bit like that sometimes. Uh, how about you up there? Uh, Things going all right? You're saying your son's a bit better? Yeah, he's. Uh, we've all had the the flu, and we're finally all starting to get over it. So I'm still a little bit coffee, but I can actually like, you know, Is that breathe. Right? <laughs> mm, mm. Uh, well, given that you just, just good to have you on the show. I was just thinking, you're just there, I can see you right. There. Hang on. <laughs> Don't poke me in there. <laughs> um. But yeah, so we're getting a bit better on that. And um, but he's had a broken arm. He broke his arm four weeks ago. Got his cast off yesterday. So he thought that was the best thing in the world. So he could actually, you know, have a shower and without having to wrap his arm up. And oh, you loved it. It's been great. So, <laughs> Don't break any more things, please, kid. <clears throat> the funny thing is, he did it falling out of bed, which I thought was oh. just funny. No more <laughs> monkeys jumping on the bed. <laughs> no, he literally fell like that far. Oh, you asleep or <laughs> no? No, just no. Yeah. just went out. to hop off the bed. Yeah, sleep. <laughs> well, I've done this. I broke my arm getting off a slippery slide when I was not much older than him. Yeah, Is this like a family there. tradition or something? Um, probably because as far as yeah, I think everyone in our family's broken several bones. Sometimes I've never several broken at the same anything. Time. Sometimes I've broken a few at the same time. My daughter's <laughs> run into like metal poles at school while playing chasing and stuff and got a big egg shaped lump here but that was years ago none of us have broken everything at all i got knocked out at school playing cricket oh wow the mad skill the there's a court and bowled by the batter the batter and bowler obviously and the bowler's done that thing where they throw the ball up in the air yeah well i'm the wiki so i'm just sort of standing on my business next thing i know i'm on the ground (laughs) so yeah, you threw the ball up and apparently went up high enough and come down and hit me on the head and knocked me out. Oh, so <laughs> they banned that. Uh, <laughs> they the ball over there. <laughs> well, I mean, I got I got hit by a car riding my bike and got knocked unconscious, but I didn't break anything. Just had a sore leg for a week and couldn't go to school, which was such a shame. Not going to school for a week, but I had a good excuse at least. Very sore head. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what happened. I, I broke my arm. Um, the first time I broke it was, yeah, I was sitting on the bottom of a slippery slide. First, hang on, what? First time? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I broke, broke my arm, I was sitting on the bottom of a slippery slide, which was about that far off the ground, and yeah. I've gone to get off, you know how the, the old metal slides have the metal poles? Well, I've yeah. gone to put my hands on those to push, and as I pushed, yeah. my hand slipped and just hit the ground. Ah, uh, broke, broke the Broke it there, and then almost 12 months to the day, yeah. I went roller skating and fell over and broke it again. <laughs> Same, actually re-broke the break. Have you seen that meme? Remember your ABCs. A, bone, 
coming through the skin is really bad. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, yeah. but uh, oh, other than that, man. yeah, the, the weather's not not letting up. It's still stupid hot here. It's still twenty nine degrees or something. But you moment. got you got plenty of toilet paper, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, yeah. <laughs> well, our local Costco down here apparently has run out. That one of the people I watch, I follow on. Uh, on Twitter was that they tweeted a thing saying there's no toilet paper left in Costco. <laughs> we only got apparently one shop in town, the IGA out at, at um, Chatham is the only shop that's got toilet paper left apparently. Although you have to you have to be careful because not all is as it seems. If you watch MSN, they decided that they couldn't find a shop without toilet paper, so they just went and emptied all the shelves and dumped all the stuff on the floor, then shot their story. Oh, there you go. If you can't make yeah. the story, if you can't find a story, make one, right? <laughs> That's it, exactly. So, you know, it's not, it's not all legitimate. You've but, seen those uh, videos that you watch on of American news and they're, oh, they had a big flood hit this town. The only way we can be in this street right now is in a boat and a yeah. guy walks past in the background that comes up to his ankles yeah, or something. Yeah, it's so... Like, whoa, it's so deep where I am. I'm nearly drowning. If the boat tips over, <laughs> I've got a chance. This guy walks past with his dog. Yep. Oh, it's it's just stupid. Like the hysteria is just, it's just ridiculous that it's a, that's the thing. I don't understand it, but anyway. But um, yeah, Bandamba Costco sold out. Yeah, what's well, that's what I was I was following a guy, and he's like he's panned around to like shopping trolleys and stuff. And there's you know they're really big shopping trolleys to start with. They're like twice the size of normal shopping in the first place. And Costco is not going to be quite so easy to just pull all the stuff off the shelf and put it over there for a minute while you shoot a story, though. No, no. You've got oh, a no. couple more rolls than your local Coles. Yeah. No, I mean, it's legit, legitimate ran out. Like, yeah. uh, these aren't media people. These are normal people saying that they ran out, you know. Yeah, there's yeah. some places that are putting... Um, there's Big W in Sydney, I think it was, that actually had to call the police and they tasered a guy to get him because he was causing that much trouble. He was punching people in the head for his toilet paper. <laughs> I went last weekend, I did my normal shopping, and we had actually run out of toilet paper, so I got a six-pack for me and a six-pack for my daughter, and that's quite enough for us for some time, I yeah, imagine. Uh, but the problem is that people buying it all is now stockpiling at a shedful in their home, yeah. and now the shelves are empty, so when I do actually run out, I hope they've manufactured some more by then. There's, the, a, there's well, a place in South Australia that's now running 24-7 manufacturing toilet paper. They had to get the staff to come in all the time yeah. instead of just normal shifts because they can't keep up with us. Although there was a, a, a selfie taken from one of the factories where the guy was working. He's just like looking at the entire shed behind him that's just full of toilet paper. Like He's like, come Monday, they'll be restocked. Don't worry about it, guys. Like it's, there's, there's not a shortage. It's fine. <laughs> It's one of the few things that's actually manufactured here. It's not going to be disrupted, you know, like... It's not perishable. <laughs> it, no, it, it's not... Why are you not buying food like meat that's freeze-dried freeze meat and frozen vegetables and stockpile them yeah. and cans of beans and stuff that they do during the war? Well, I mean, I went down... I had to go shopping just to grab some just normal stuff earlier. And um, the shopping centre was just stupid busy, but... When I actually looked at what people was carrying, it was just normal shops. It's just everybody is just doing their normal big shop that they do, you know, Thursday night shopping. Like, yeah, Thursday in <coughs> Australia is mostly pension day, even though they get the pension any other day. But it was always Thursday, yeah. so a lot of people just left. Well, it's like it not shopping too. Usually. Grannies all turn up on Thursday to do their shopping. 
Yeah, you know, it's just, it's just. But I mean, that was it. It was just busy. Like it wasn't. Um, it wasn't. Um, people weren't panic buying or anything. Like the, the, uh, it was just busy. You know. Well, there's one I could excuse there. This guy said that he saw a lady in his local shop with a ding, 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 <laughs> with your toilet paper. In. <laughs> Had a uh, half a shopping cart full of Tim Tams, so you could excuse that. I mean, you never want to run out of Tim Tams, right? No, How I can see. you do a Tim Tam slam for breakfast? Exactly. It's, um... <laughs> that was a great idea. Yeah. Thanks for that. <laughs> Should we do a new story? Sorry, I don't know. Oh, you figure something out? No, Glenn just messaged me on Facebook, apparently, for something. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what that was about, but anyway. Uh, but yeah, no, names. it's definitely just bizarre. I don't know. But it's funny, like, you, you, I have all the posts I've seen on, on Facebook, there's, like, one person, I think, that's actually got, like, fruit and veg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just... Oh, dear. Anyway. They always restock fruit and veg. It's the toilet paper. It's going to run out and then it'll expire. And I just love the fact that people are coming up with creative solutions to the problem and it's not even a problem we're already having yet. It's just like, <laughs> you know. Yeah, get your old <laughs> eucalyptus leaves going. That's it. That's they should feel for. good on the ring. <laughs> well, the eucalyptus oil would be soothing, wouldn't it? One of the nurses at Mum's Nursing Home said she was watching this video the other night uh, last night and there was a guy telling you out in the bush telling you what kind of leaves are really good and which ones are the best cleaning leaves in case you run out he's like now these banana leaves they're pretty good the bottle brush though it'll give you a thorough clean out but it might be a bit uh, sore after a while uh, yeah, so great gen- toilet paper panic yeah, January we had bushfires February we had floods and March was a great toilet paper t- panic what's next month <laughs> I don't know. Somebody predict it. We'll put money on it. Yeah, just whisper five into, bucks each way. Whisper into the media's ear and and say what. Yeah. Yeah. What the heck is that? Telly Tally hose. <laughs> Jane Silent Bob did a joke about that. Uh, for those who are watching, who are listening on the stream, sucked in. Well, go watch the YouTube. Listening on the on the on the uh, podcast, I should say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, um, Anyways, this was my favorite of all the things I've seen. This one mm-hmm. is probably my favorite: the Corona Survival Kit, <laughs> KFC, paper hand sanitizer, and a weapon. Yeah, <laughs> stab it with my. That's not how you play knifey spoony. <laughs> uh, the the free SSL certificate provider Lex Encrypt is going to revoke 2.6% of the SSL certificates issued by them that are currently active due to a bug in Boulder, the certificate authority org- authorization software Lex Encrypt uses. As Technica reports, Let's Encrypt uses certificate authority software called Boulder, typically a web server that services many separate domain names and uses Let's Encrypt to secure them. Receives a single LE certificate that covers all domain names used by the server rather than a separate certificate for each individual domain. The bug LE discovered is that rather than checking each domain name separately for valid CAA records authorizing that domain to be renewed by the server, Boulder would check a single one of the domains on the server N times, where N is the number of LE service domains on that server. Let's Encrypt typically considers domain validation results good for 30 days from the time of validation. But CAA records records specifically must, must be checked no more than eight hours prior to certificate issuance. Uh, 
The upshot is that a 30-day window is presented in which certificates might be issued to a particular web server by Let's Encrypt, despite the presence of CAA records in DNS that would prohibit that issuance. Since Let's Encrypt finds itself in the unenviable position of possibly having issued certificates that it should not have, is revoking all current certificates that might not have had proper CAA record checking on Wednesday, March the 4th. Users whose certificates are scheduled to be revoked will need to manually re manually force renewal before then. If an admin does not perform this manual renewal step, browsers reaching their websites will show TLS security warnings due to the revoked certificates. Let's Encrypt certificates are issued for 90-day intervals and CertBot automatically renews them only when 30 days or less are left on the certificate. So this could mean roughly two months of browser errors if the manual forced renewal isn't performed. So let's hope your website admin, do we know any website admins? Yeah, yeah. Mr. Glenn, make sure you force renew the certificates if they need it. Can't remember what they use. I think they're. I think they're a different. Uh, a different Should use Let's Encrypt. It's brilliant. Comes with your C panel and is quick and easy to. Well, not my. Actually, not the C panel. It's with my VIP control panel, which is separate from my account. But they must have them on C panel, surely. They're wrapping us yourself. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a. Given that the biggest, the, you know, the, the claim to be the world's leading free SSL provider, yeah, I think they'd sort of have safeguards in place for that. You'd think so. <laughs> well, it's a good thing that they found out about it before it took before. Uh, it's not like they issued three million certificates or anything. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. Be secure. I'm still waiting for some of these. Um, dodgy sites to have let's encrypt so you go there and you go oh this website's encrypted so obviously it's going to be good and trust it because people can't tell the difference between this type of secure website and that type but you can do a uh, self um sign self self sign encryption thing can't you you can but it'll still come up this is not signed by uh top ah, okay security a root certificate authority it's just signed by somebody it'll encrypt the connection but it'll have warnings on it ah, okay but isn't it only really chrome that does that anyway from what i feel like when i'm browsing it's only chrome that ever sort of complains it's about really that. crazy on the warnings yeah yeah the other one's sort it's of probably a good thing really for a lot of people <laughs> well yeah i mean you know it's um save them from themselves yeah, there's only so much of that you can do when people use, you know, Internet Explorer, though. You know, I mean, there's only so much saving you can do. Even the old Edge. Maybe the new Edge would be nice. I ain't going to try it. Well, it is using, How about you? It is using Chromium backend, so it's, it's going to be effectively Chrome anyway. Yep. Jordan um, will be happy. Yeah. Isn't he saying that he loves Edge? Yeah. Now he can join the rest of us in the real world. That's... Though I'm all Firefox these days. It depends on what I'm using. I um, the biggest problem with Chrome. I, I love Chrome. I use it most of the time. The biggest issue with it, especially on a slower system or on a low end system, it's really memory hungry. Um, yeah, it precaches a lot of websites. If you go to a website, it's got a lot of link. It'll precache a lot of those links in memory and on the hard drive in case you click on it. So it'll look like it loads really fast. Mm. If you've got a slow system with little memory and small hard drive. It's going to be really slow because it's going out indexing all those ahead of time just in case you might click on it when you've got a site like Reddit where you've got 50,000 links on one page. 
suddenly it's dead. Well, that's the thing. I, I noticed that when you use um, Firefox, in particular, Opera does it to some degree, but Firefox simply does it more. If you've got a page loaded up in a tab and it's been inactive for like 10 or 15 minutes and you click back on that tab, it actually reloads that page again. Like yep. it, it doesn't so seem to actually hold it. it. Yeah, so it doesn't seem to use anywhere near the resources in that regard. But, you know, I only use Chrome because I can sign in with Google and it's done. Yeah. So that's, that's, <laughs> I don't specifically prefer it over any other browser, but that's just the reason I use it. Yeah, you know, with Firefox really or whatever, or Opera, you've got to have their own account. Which same thing. Once you've signed in, once you've got all your stuff in there, it's there. But having I ended been, up doing that. <laughs> you know, having using been using Google since what ninety eight or ninety nine, whenever it was they come out. You know, kind of in the ecosystem. Everything I have, all my passwords, all my everything is all in there. So I just assume they're just going to leave it there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna be screwed if one day they go. Oh, by the way, we're gonna reset all your passwords. Uh, <laughs> well, I was using um, LastPass for a long time, paying for it. Then it stopped working for certain browser stuff on my phone. I think it was Firefox. It didn't work with very well, so I moved over to Bitwarden, which is free and can store all the stuff in the cloud. So I log on to another computer with Bitwarden, syncs all the passwords and everything, and then. Just log in there and off you go again. So people are thinking of um, password managers, which you probably should do. Let them remember your website passwords and stuff because there's too damn many for me to remember anymore. Well, that's part of the reason Chrome just does that, you know. Yeah. So I'll notice, yeah, Chrome now lets you randomly generate a password as well. That's nice. So if you go to a site for the first time, we can generate one and store it for you. So. I was writing a uh, Perl script like 20 years ago to do something like password generation, but it would have um, that was have pronounceable stuff like bat cat. So to have like bat one, two cat percent star or something like that, it automatically do for you. But then I got bored with it. So I deleted it. It's funny. I've got, now it's in everything. <laughs> I've got a couple of common passwords I use or variations of, but I was at a site the other day. I can't remember what it was. Some, oh yeah, I can't remember what it was. It's something I went to anyway and signed up, and they wanted a sixteen, sixteen digit password. Yeah, and I had to have a minimum of. There was a minimum of four non-alphanumeric characters, four numbers, and I had to have a space in it or something like it was just. Now you're just like, pissing everyone off. Yeah, I'm like, just uh, there's absolutely nothing you can do in this, you know, like... Seriously. Are you trying to make me not use your website? <laughs> That's pretty much what... And it wasn't even like it was a super critical thing. Like, it was something fairly... I mean, I can't remember what it was, but it was something fairly innocuous. I'm like, really? Like, why? I don't, you know? <laughs> why does that... They're like, oh, we know everyone uses password managers now. Just type in those requirements, hit generate a password. There well, you go. yeah, I mean, that... But I don't know. Would it even... Do they even generate passwords with spaces in them? Could add a space. <laughs> you have to add one, but I've never in my life had a. It always said, well, it always says don't use spaces. I never thought they, about it. They traditionally just don't use a space. Like they, they say that when you go to do your password, you know, it says you can use alpha numeric, alpha numeric and stuff, and but no spaces. So yeah. I don't know. Let me see. Generate <laughs> password. 
length characters a to z capital tick a to z lowercase tick not to nine tick special characters minimum numbers minimum special avoid ambiguous characters doesn't say space anywhere in my one mm. Mm, it's weird why yeah. would you want a space I don't what know. does a space do <laughs> added super extra protection just because you got a space in the middle you could always just do an ASCII alt zero two five five. Put the space at the end, or at the start, and then do one of those special characters where you have to do backslash and then an X and then zero four seven or something. And you can do like alt zero two five five as the space or alt zero. I used to know the other one. For I used the... to memorize these things. There was a really good one that looked. It had a, like a line with a. The thing out here like a D, but the line was tall. It looked like a tongue sticking out. And if you did two eyes on this side. Yeah. It's really that, yeah, the, the, the thingy. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Uh, I only remember. Um, well, I've been using um, the Arduino uh, comms port communication for doing some stuff I'm working on at the moment, and it doesn't pass through Control X or Control Z. Oh, okay. And a couple other c- can- command keys that won't pass through, and a couple of ASCII characters characters that won't pass through so back says a couple of actually characters i've been memorizing i've been using instead the alt zero whatever so um 2054 is the spade just in case you wanted to know <laughs> so cathy pacific here with a five hundred thousand oh. pound fine for customer data breach in national airline cathy pacific has been issued which i didn't honestly had completely forgotten about like you just don't hear them anymore uh, it's been issued with a £500,000 fine for failing to secure the personal data of its customers. The Information and Commission's office has said that between October 2014 and May 2018, Cathay Pacific's computer system lacked appropriate security measures and led to customers' personal data being exposed, 111,578 of whom were from the UK, around 9.4 million more worldwide. I love the fact they specifically target the 111,000 from the UK, but the other 9.4 is just from the rest of the world. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, the is airlines, on the reg? Yeah, the airlines <laughs> failed to secure its systems, resulted in unauthorized access to their passengers' personal details, including names, passport, and identity details, date of birth, postal, email addresses, phone numbers, historical travel information, the ICO said, issuing the fine. An investigation by the Data Protection Authority found a catalogue of errors and how the airline had handled cybersecurity resulted in that breach, which had been ongoing since at least October 2014, not being uncovered and disclosed until May 2018. The ICO said the attack was unable to take place. The attack was able to take place because backups were not password protected nor encrypted. Internet-facing servers were left unpatched despite known vulnerabilities, the use of unsupported operating systems, and inadequate antivirus protection. Someone needs a punch in the face there. So, basically... Um, what even is security? Yeah, pretty much. So, you don't sort of think of, you know, the amount of times you use, you know, Hotels Online or Vago or, you know, Air, you know Book It Now or you know, any of these things. You yep. sort of don't think about that really. But, I, you know, they have a lot of your personal information they've got. Oh, you know they've got all that stuff on file, especially if it's a uh, something you do regularly every year. You go away somewhere for a week or whatever. You know you, your historical data becomes actually quite important for somebody who wants to, uh, you know, do the whole home alone thing and raid your yeah. house while you're away. You know, <coughs> I got all my stuff 
through the one place and I've got um I've got the um password that sends you a text message before you can log in with a code because you put your credit card details on there for booking motels and stuff but um if the database that's at there is insecure anyway then none of that's going to help you go check it out on haveibeenpwned.com it's probably going to be there soon yeah yeah probably i don't know if that uh i don't know Would that speaking count? of which they just announced that they're not going to sell have i been pwned anymore they're going to keep it in-house yeah, I don't know how that would have worked if they had sold that. That could have been interesting. <laughs> it's yeah. going to go to the kind of people who shouldn't have it. Yeah, pretty much. That's. I mean, they probably. I need some sort of consortium or something. If only there was some sort of internet security service or something that was available. Right. <laughs> how handy would that be? All right. <laughs> uh... Don't store stuff in clear, plain text. Yeah, or don't encrypt all the things. Don't, How hard is that? Yeah, pretty much. Although you know, with the the way things are going these days, it's irrelevant anyway because the government asks you for your password and you have to give it to them. Because if you don't, they put you in jail. So yeah, it's well, I've just said irrelevant. something about um, the government's going to let other governments read your text messages now from your phone. Yeah, yeah, you know, allow police. Thanks, to access. Australia government. You're yeah. the best. Uh, we don't. I mean, it's a thing now. Like, if the police are asking your password, you have to give it to them. Otherwise, they'll throw you in prison. You know, it's just. Well, even this is the latest thing. If they suspect you have coronavirus, mm. without doing any tests or any actual investigation, if they if they just think that you have it and that you haven't declared that you have it, they'll throw you in isolation. And they've got stuff where you can report your neighbours. So if you got. Old Bill down the road is a bit of a cranky bastard and always having a go at you. Just People are just going to report him as coronavirus and then suddenly, <laughs> police here, arrest him, chuck him in jail. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean look what happens in the States with the um, the terrorism thing. Yep. You know, people just call people that don't like them, they report them for the terror, and they, they have to respond. It's part yeah. of the deal, you know. So it happens with a lot of people who get a bit butthurt that their Fortnite character got killed. So <laughs> they ring up and report them as a terrorist, and they go mm. around and get shot. Although I have to admit, I'm not quite sure how they get how they manage to do that. But anyway, call them swatting. You, well, you, they find out your details. You mean? Yeah. Although I guess if you're like me, you've got your details. Maybe if you got your name room. down here on your podcast, yeah. then somebody looks up some info. <laughs> That's it. I mean, all, all my information's not exactly how. I mean, my, my ex-wife back in the day found me via um, looking up the Who Is on my websites because she didn't have Who Is privacy back then. And I'd only sent her a couple of emails from an account that I didn't use very much. And she's like, sends me a text message. Is this your phone? I was like, um, yes. And then sent me a, a screenshot of streetdirectory.com.au, which was the mapping thing back then. <laughs> Is this where you live? Because <laughs> it had to have your home address in there. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yes. So I called her a cyber stalker and then made up an email address for a cyber stalker. <laughs> there used to be a, actually, it's a really handy website. There used to be a reverse lookup, um, a reverse lookup website. So as long as you knew somebody's name, you could find out the rest of the information, or yeah, the, yeah. the the exact opposite part. If you knew some, where somebody lived, you could type that in to bring up their details. Yeah, it yeah. was great. 
reverse phone lockup and they got yeah. social media lookups to tell you all of their social media platforms and everything about them. <coughs> Better be handy, right? That's it. Apple has agreed to pay up to $500 million to settle litigation, accusing it of quietly slowing down older iPhones as it launched new models to induce owners to buy replacement phones or batteries. The preliminary proposed class action settlement was disclosed on Friday night and requires approval by U.S. District Judge Edward Davila in San Jose, California. Calls for Apple to pay consumers $25 per iPhone, which may be adjusted up or down depending on how many iPhones are eligible, with a minimum total payout of $310 million. Apple denied wrongdoing and settled a nationwide case to avoid the burdens and costs of litigation. The Cupertino, California-based company did not immediately respond to a request for comment. Friday settlement covers U.S. owners of the iPhone 6, 6 Plus, 6S, 6S Plus, 7, 7 Plus, or SE that ran the iOS 10.2.1 or later operating system. It also covers U.S. owners of the iPhone 7 and 7 Plus that ran iOS 11.2 or later before December 21, 2017. Consumers contended that their phone's performance suffered after they installed Apple software updates. They said this misled them into believing their phones were near the end of their life cycles, requiring new replacements or new batteries. Apple attributed the problems mainly to temperature changes, high usage and other issues, and said its engineers worked quickly and successfully to address them. Analysts sometimes referred to the slowing of iPhones as throttling. Lawyers for the consumers described the settlement as fair, reasonable, and adequate. They called for payments of $25 per iPhone, considerable by any degree, saying their damages expert considered $46 per iPhone the maximum possible. Lawyers plan to seek up to $93 million, equal to 30% of the $310 million in legal fees, plus up to $1.5 million for expenses. Following initial outcry over slow iPhones, Apple apologized and lowered the price for replacement batteries to $29 from $79. Well, that's fine for all the US people. How about me? I had an iPhone 6S. This comes weeks after... $25. This comes weeks after Apple was fined £25 million uh, in France for slowing down phones. The French regulators said customers did not know new updates to the phone software would slow them down. Something French officials decided was a deceptive commercial practice. Yeah. But I love this bit. US, US owners of the iPhones are only entitled to a payment of $25 each. That $25 could go up or down depending on whether there's a cash left over in the minimum payout or not quite cool. enough in the maximum once all the claims are made. Right? But then there's this one. Meanwhile, the name plaintiffs, those people who put their names down in the class action on behalf of the iPhone owners, will receive $1,500. Oh. And those who gave evidence in the case will receive $3,500. Can I give evidence? So, <laughs> I want thirty-five hundred bucks for nothing. So if yeah, if you didn't do anything, like if you just happened to have one of the products that you d- that you made useless, you get twenty-five bucks. If you complained about having one of the products that you made useless, you get fifteen hundred dollars. And if you vocally complained about it, you get thirty-five hundred dollars. Man, I'm <laughs> vocally complaining right now. Is it too late? I'm in the wrong country. It doesn't matter for anybody in the rest of the world who were not inconvenienced due to exactly the same issue. I'm guessing you have to have a class action lawsuit in every country that wants to claim some monies. Ah, well, I mean, that's usually the way it works, isn't it? Damn. Isn't that what... um... I could have bought a lot of apps or iTunes for 25 bucks. 
Yeah. Totally worthwhile anyway, is it? $25 no. for all that. So, I mean, it, that's what I'm saying. It's, I don't understand what that figure's about. Like, they've made a phone useless. And what are they saying? The phone's worth 25 bucks. Yeah. That's but, how much it costs in parts to make in the first place. So. But shouldn't they be looking at replacement cost to the product, to, to an equivalent useful product, rather than what that phone's worth as a dead especially since you're forced in the early upgrade right yeah yeah it's suddenly it's not 25 dollars. it's it's 1500 dollars. yeah you know the minimum payout should be 1500 dollars. refund the price <laughs> that you paid you know <coughs> um, what if you had one of each of the phones iphone 6 6s 6s yeah. plus 7 7 plus se for the kids that's it that big family everything. or you upgraded in that time 1500 dollars payout per phone yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. Fifteen grand. Nice. You just got. <laughs> nice. Oh dear. How much did you get for your exploding battery Samsung phone? I didn't get one. No. no. Me neither. I started <laughs> getting them after we already knew that they had exploding batteries. Then I decided to get one. I'm still on a Note Five, Note Four. Whatever. It Does it work? Note Five. What's the one? What was the one that exploded? That was the five, wasn't it? No, that was. I think four. so. You're the expert on oh, notes. I've never had one. Too too many too not too many numbers. Yeah, this is the <laughs> note five, and it's it's fine. I'm I'm happy for that. Once that eventually does, I'll go to a Xiaomi. But in the meantime, you could always do cyanogen. Um, don't need to. It's it behaves itself. It does everything it needs to do. It hasn't slowed down. It's still as fast now as it was when I got it. You know, and uh, I'll still keep using my iPad Mini third generation until Apple blocks me from the App Store. Well, that's what happened with my sister. She had the original iPhone up until I think it was start middle of last year, where it finally got to the point where it just wouldn't. They um, turned off the two G. It just wouldn't work like they couldn't. She couldn't update Facebook. Couldn't do any anything on it, and it just literally became a phone at that point. You couldn't do anything else with it. But it was still on the original battery. Yeah, it, nice. It hadn't had a battery replacement done, and it was what? How, what's that? Ten years? Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> so it wasn't a bad effort. <laughs> they don't make them like that these days. Wait, what? Oh, Glenn's bitching. He's he's giving us a hard time in the chat. That's what you get for for leaving a sinking ship, dude. Yeah, <laughs> you have to put up with us now. We're on the network. This is the secret hub with Mr. T and Warlock. Uh, NBN, because we all love a good NBN story. Well, That's actually, we love a TV bad NBN. station in Newcastle, the NBN. NBN, well, it's New South Wales. The New South Wales Broadcasting Network or something. I don't know. But uh, Channel 9 for those in every other state. Yes. Win. NBN outlines its fear of cheap broadband. Um, you know, worries too many users. Can you do drift. that again? <laughs> they what? NBN Co outlines its fear of cheap broadband. They're the ones who's forcing it. <laughs> people down to slower plans that are cheaper. Worries too many users will drift down to cut price offers. NBN Co is continuing to resist pressure to introduce a cheaper entry level broadband product over fears of the numbers of users that would wind up using it and eating into the long-term revenue and cash flow. 
It's the first time Airbnb carrier executives have publicly spelled out why they continue to oppose introduction of more specific, affordable entry-level internet services than those already in market. The company has been under pressure to find a way to serve price-sensitive households and improve the affordability of services on its network. The government defines affordable internet as basic 12 meg, one, 12 meg down, 1 meg up service with unlimited data for $60 a month. Others have proposed specific products for low-income households for half that price. A product pricing review run through the back half of last year was meant to find a solution, but NBN Co. wound up making unlimited changes and deferred talk to a specific low-income solution to another process. In a Senate, in a Senate estimates hearing on Tuesday night, NBN Co. raised fears that aggressive entry-level plan would essentially sabotage the company's multi-year effort to stop users from... Ho- <gasps> <laughs> using high speed services. It would tend to do it would tend to drive more customers down to that much lower speed. And they continue to crap on like that for another like two pages. It but is crap, isn't it? What a lot of go <laughs> Let people work out what speed they were I mean, if you've had the the high speed, if you've had like, you know or even mid speed, like twenty five ten, something like that. You're not going to go down to a twelve one. No, you just not. You can't. It, it's it's one meg upload is it's impossible to do anything with. You can't do more than have one computer on one. I mean, maybe my mother. Well, no, she couldn't even do it because Netflix. Well, no, like it, they got the computer, but then they got a smart TV, and they've got you know people who use the Wi-Fi on their phone. So you're not even going to do it on a. Yeah, no, that's, that's just dumb. <laughs> but they're saying a twelve, a twelve one. What they say would be six forty nine dollars. I think they were saying. If I can find Maybe if we could get one hundred slash forty for fifty dollars a month, like the rest of the world, then yeah. people wouldn't need to well, jump down. That's to what I was about to say. Why don't you make your one hundred slash forty your entry level twenty dollar plan, and then yeah. make the dearer from there. <laughs> You know, like give us the gigabits that Japan and South Korea get. Stop trying to throttle the speed for a cheaper price. Just have your normal speed. Make everything Stop unlimited. Bowing down to Murdoch. Make everything unlimited. Be done with that in the start. First place. Foxtel is dead. It's lost out. You can give up on <coughs> keeping him happy. Oh, uh, it's. And since you were talking about NBN and Telstra, I thought I'd throw in this one that I read. Telstra has said it wants the NBN to pick up its obligations to supply voice services within the government-owned wholesalers fixed wireless network. <laughs> so if the NBN's doing the voice and the internet, what even is Telstra anymore? Just a reseller of NBN internet? Well, yeah, is because they don't, do, um, they don't do the ISDN right? stuff anymore. They don't do the, the big... Um, like, uh, um, what they call them? You had like the big phone exchanges. PABX. PABX. They don't do that stuff anymore. It's all digital now. Yep. So stuff like Clear IP. And other than other having their own that. in their own phone towers. That's it. That that's pretty much. But here's the thing: like, if you go to say a base plan on, I just picked Aussie Broadband because that's who I'm with. Yep. Um, but their their base plan. On their slowest speed, let's see here. Uh, 
popular plans. So for 69 bucks a month, which is what NBN Co. is proposing for their 12 slash 1, for $69 a month, you get unlimited data and a 25.5 plan. That's uh, including free phone calls. Okay. So, <laughs> like, I, I don't get... And then if you go... I'm sure if you went to someone like Dodo or TPG... Why? Which case Dodo? No, but I'm saying, like, if you went to Dodo or TPG or someone like that... Yeah, there we go. TPG. $30 plans. Um, you get a home phone number with that, wouldn't you? Uh, probably not on the thirty dollar one. That would just be. When I was with TPG, it was actually cheaper, cheaper to, to go the with phones. the included phone number plan than to not have one. And I didn't want the phone. I didn't give the number to anyone. I, I never used same. it. I never plugged any telephony device into it. But it was still cheaper than getting a non-telephone plan, yeah, which is going to cost right. ten dollars more. I was like, yeah, what? TPG twenty nine ninety nine deal yep. that that doesn't have the phone that that's ten dollars extra a month for the phone. But so so the NBN's complaining that they can't do cheap phone cheap plans, yet the providers can. Yeah. But so, huh? <laughs> how how does the person the company that's distributing the product can't do a cheaper price but the people who are then buying that product reselling it can cheaper than they can <laughs> what <laughs> SLJ Reggie ABB all the way we're both with ABB yeah, very happy about yeah. that I use them at work as well they're, they're great you know but um, yeah I don't I don't get I, that's I mean, I know. NBN. Excuses, excuses, excuses. But they're not even legitimate excuses now. They're getting to the no. point where it's even just like, they're literally just randomly saying things and hoping people don't notice. Well, they're government owned and so <laughs> they just say random stuff like the government does. It doesn't make sense or isn't true, but people believe it. So. NBN Co. has always had a take-up goal of between 73 and 75% of users. The rest, it's assumed, would connect with cellular or other technology and in some cases may not have internet at all. So, we believe that our plan of a 50 meg product for $20 wholesale or $30 retail for households receiving income support is the best way to achieve this. So, their only, their only goal... Now, they've dropped their goals to 75% of the population anyway. It was supposed to be like 96 or something, wasn't it? So, 75% of the population. So, it's 25% that now have to... I'm guessing would really their only other option is going to be satellite. Because yep. the... The ADSL and the cable channels have been shut down. Yep. Nobody supports dial-up anymore, so that leaves satellite. And <coughs> 5G. Oh, yeah, well, I guess 3, 3 or 4G, but that's... Well, then the upside is with that, though, um, if that's your only option, at least it's got a massive rebate attached to it. Is it? That's yeah, good. I know satellite, like... Um, where my sister is, they only can get satellite. They don't have a choice. There's nothing else available there, and they're only paying like forty nine or fifty nine a month instead of the hundred and sixty nine or something that it is without the rebate. Oh, it's good. So at least there's that. Although they are on the older satellite, they're not on the Skymaster or whatever it is on the older one. 
Reiki's so. on HFC 140 and struggles with all the kids streaming all the stuff. Yeah, I'm on... Um, we're on mixed... Yeah, it, the answer is simple. Just get rid of the kids. Yeah, just stop the kids streaming. <laughs> Don't have kids. They're just trouble. I told my dad that. <laughs> the I'm on the mixed technology, whatever they call it here. So there's no fiber anywhere here. The closest fiber is Ipswich, but our exchange from here to there is copper. Um, yep. And I'm on the old phone line. The irony is... The phone line that I'm on with my uh, internet, which I get uh, off the top of my head, I think I get nearly 50 down and 30 up, something like that. Um, I, it wasn't actually stable enough for ADSL. Okay. So whatever the actual backbone part of the technology they're using for that is actually quite robust because, yeah, I had a hard time with ADSL, but it works fine with the NBN. So. I think you'll find it's not irony, it's more coppery. <laughs> I, I, irony, I, irony, I. Wow, that's really hard to say. Irony, irony. <laughs> it's a, I, irony. It's very ironic. <laughs> to make its iPhone messaging app run better, especially on older phones, Facebook rewrote it from the ground up. The new version is going live now. In August 2011, Facebook introduced Messenger, an iPhone and Android app that spun off the social network's chat feature into a standalone experience. Messenger hit 1 billion monthly active users in 2016 and was the country's most downloaded app in 2019. Along the way, it supplemented its original text-based conversations with everything from voice and video calls to games to payments to bots, Snapchat type stories. As its user base and ambitions grew, so did its size. What had been a wafer thin 8.5 megabyte download in 2012 expanded up to take up to 130 megabytes of space on users' iPhones. That's about twice the size of WhatsApp, another Facebook messaging app that offers many similar features. But now Facebook has put the iOS version of Messenger on extreme weight reduction plan, much like what I need, by rewriting it from scratch. It's shrunk Messenger's footprint on your iPhone down to an eminently manageable 30 meg, less than a quarter of its peak size. According to the company, the new version loads twice as fast as the one it's replacing. The update is so compact that Facebook was able to quietly build it into the existing version and test it by exposing it to a subset of users. A giant piece of programming, the downsizing is even more dramatic. Messenger is going from 1.7 million lines of code to 360,000 for an 84% reduction. Can anybody spell bloat? Mm. But, I mean, you know, it's um, it's almost almost as streamlined as the Android one now. About time it caught up, right? <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I, the one thing that's always bugged me is when they split the messenger from the Facebook. It's so annoying. It's even worse now. We've got a, I got a media center. I've got one of those Android TV media center things. It's a p- little punchy little system. Like I'll give it credit. It's yep. I can't remember what the specs are on it, but it's um, I think it's 128 gig, 128 gig um storage and. 4 gig or 8 no actually it's got 8 gig RAM like it's it's a punchy little thing Um, but because it's running Android um, it's fine the browser works it runs Chrome by default or Firefox like it does a pretty good job but then you'll get um, situations like that where you want to run the Facebook app then you got to run the Messenger app and then you say you know it's just it's just all this extra complexity 
to something. It should have been a simple thing in the first place. I hate that the Pages app, even though it's separate, still sends me notifications into my normal Facebook. And because I'm a admin of so many Facebook pages, I randomly get these messages. Don't forget to tell somebody about this event. And I'm like, I didn't even make that event. It's one of the other admins. Yeah, I don't I care about that event. But make sure you tell people there's a new app. Oh, and you haven't shared anything in a week on this page. I'm like, yes, that's because I don't care. I'm just here to help moderate stuff. But I'm not actually managing the whole thing from by myself. There's other people doing stuff. Oh, here's another update that you should tell people about. I'm like, ah, oh, just keep that all in the pages app. I don't need to know about it. Yeah, I know. That's the same. I'm the same, obviously, because I do the ATH and I do, you know, the Battery Central pages and all that sort of stuff. And like even said, I'm not at work, but every time somebody sent a, because our website, uses facebook integration for the help me thing on the facebook website so every time somebody asks a question on on the website the facebook i get the thing on the computer then a notification <laughs> on the phone and that goes i'm like just 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 calm down just it's fine i don't just need four thousand once. notifications i don't uh, need to know everywhere you know like it's if just, i'm logged into facebook just tell me on the Facebook I'm logged into currently actively. Yeah, that's the it. The phone is in the background, but it doesn't really matter because I've got it open on my desktop. And yeah, I, I don't need. Yeah, I don't need twelve hundred. And then it sends me an email. If I didn't, <laughs> if I don't respond within like fifteen seconds, it goes, "Oh, you got an email." And then the website sends me an email as a reminder, independently <laughs> of the Facebook thing, saying that somebody's used the messenger service. And uh, then the back end sends me another email to a different address. So you shoot with, yourself in the head. Oh, I end up with 18 emails and I'm just like, oh, for crying out loud, just, just stop, will you? Delete, delete, delete. You know, I know there's a message there. I'll check it when I get to work in three days' time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I'm, not, I'm not even, I'm just, just not even there now. I'm on holidays. <laughs> so, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. But anyway, there's, um, in case you're wondering, guys, we are struggling a little for stories just because it's nearly impossible to find a story that doesn't blame the coronavirus or something. Yeah. <laughs> Either something's getting shut down or a meeting's not happening or a company's not meeting deadlines or... Events are being cancelled, Facebook events and... AliExpress events. is having trouble with shipping and, yeah, it's just like, ugh, seriously. it's um. I got one more if you want one. Yeah, go for it. I, I had one. But there's that much. It's one of those sites you click on that goes, you know, this story is really great, and here's the start of it. Oh, just go to the next page. And you go to the next page, and there's another line of text, and then you got to. I go hate to the, next the page. gallery like, ones. Uh, why? <clears throat> Twelve, <laughs> twenty apps that you should install on your phone. Click on the gallery. Next, 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 next. Here's an ad. Next, yeah. next. Here's an ad. Uh, well, this, this was the same, but this was a supposedly a story. Yeah, and I was like, "What? Huh? <laughs> what?" <laughs> French automaker Citroen has unveiled Citroen, the Amy, a tiny electric car that's designed from the outset to be as cheap as possible. The car isn't very fast and it looks a bit like a washing machine, but it only costs six only costs six thousand euro or the equivalent of about six thousand six hundred dollars. It'd be hard to get a good used car at that price, but the two-seat Amy is barely a car. In fact, Citroen 
refers to it as non-conformist mobility object. Sounds hipster, doesn't it? Non-conformist. <laughs> it has a top speed of just 45 kilometers an hour, roughly equal to 28 miles an hour. It's powered by a six kilowatt or eight horsepower electric motor. For that reason though, the Amy can be driven by kids as young as 14 in France or 16 in many other European countries without a license. Under the laws of these countries, the Amy qualifies as a voiture sans permis, literally car without license, or quadricycle, a category of small and slow vehicle that for purpose of regulation is treated like a four-wheeled scooter. The Amy is built using as few unique parts as possible. For instance, the body parts used for the front end are exactly like those used in the back. Also, the right door is exactly like the left door. That means the driver's door hinge is at the front while the passenger's door hinge is at the back. Since it's a lightweight car with a small battery intended mostly for use in cities, the Amy has a range of only about 70 kilometres or 43 miles per charge. On the plus side, though, it can be fully charged in only three hours using a household electrical outlet. Besides buying the car, shoppers will also have the option to lease it for 20 euros, the equivalent of $22 per month. What do you reckon? It's, yeah, I was going to say, the fact that it's on a subscription service isn't a bad thing. I like that idea. It gives yeah. you a little bit more flexibility without having to... <coughs> you don't have to try and create a market for a product because, obviously, if you can afford an electric car, you're going to buy an electric car. Yeah. But for something like this, for... I mean, if you've got, um, like, a lot of workers who live locally for a company, it'd be good you could hire it as a company. I'll get that for my daughter just to go to TAFE in. Yeah, I'd, I'd buy it. I'd drive it around town. You know, I don't know if I could fit in it, but... Um, <laughs> but the other thing is you think, too, if you've got a... Um, say you got a hotel and you want to have a local service where you haven't got to worry about getting somebody a hire car, they could rent one of those, you pick them up at the airport, they could drive to the hotel, they could have the car for the next couple of days, drive around town, whatever they want to do. Yep. Yeah. I, th I actually like it and it's cheap enough that it's, you know, it's definitely and not just plug issue. it in for a couple of hours and off you go again? I mean, it does 45 kilometers an hour, but realistically, if, you, in, in the if you're CBD, in a city, you're going 45 anyway. Exactly. If you're in a CBD, it's perfectly fine, you know. You try driving brown Brisbane faster than 45 kilometers an hour. In yeah. fact, they limit them in the valley, don't they? A still? lot of it is 40 now, and they want 40? to drop it to 30 in a lot of places. Yep. So, you know, perfect. It, it does 70 Ks at, at, you know, 40 kilometers an hour. So, so, it's got a couple of hours cruising in it, you know. How far out of the city are you? So... I'm at Ipswich, I'm like an hour west. Oh, uh, so you wouldn't make it? <laughs> not, on, not on the highway. <laughs> but um, it's 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 a good starting point, I think. Um, the fact that it's... Um, I know a lot of people who just get a motorbike because it's cheap, quick, easy... Yeah. To do go around town, and if you you keep the car in the garage and use it for weekends or long trips, if you just you know. drive it, or if you if you live at like the outskirts of Melbourne or something, and you just want to trip into the city over the bridge, do your work, and then come back home again, they could probably even put in discount parking for people who are charging at, at work spots to encourage people to use them. I mean, for twenty bucks a month for renting, it's you know. It's only going to cost you a few bucks a month in to, to recharge. Yeah. Um, it's not a bad idea. That'd like be if, awesome. If you lived in town, it, it'd be fine, you know. Um, and being Citroen, I mean, it, it's a relatively reputable car manufacturer. Like, they don't build 
they only build small cars anyway. Like that's what they do. Yeah, you know, so, so they know what they're doing. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I think it's it's a good it's a good step at the entry level into the market, which it seems most manufacturers don't want to be near. They want to be at the top end, which is fine. But I don't uh, want to pay sixty thousand dollars for my electric car just now. Thanks. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, and it's not necessarily so, like a Tesla. Okay, you're paying a hundred grand for it, but it will do almost everything. You know, it will. It will. It can be almost any car it needs to be. Yep. You know, then you get into the smaller cars like the i the i um iMEVs and the the Hyundai's and the BMWs and that they're in the forty to sixty thousand price bracket and they. They're not much. They're, they're they're a bit more than a round town car. They're sort of a maybe a, uh, I guess you'd call it a, a. You could call them a work car. Like they have enough range where you could go to work and back. And you don't have to worry about it, but not much more than that. Yeah. Um, but then you got this, which is it's perfect entry level car. If you live in the city and you work in the city and you everything you're doing is in the city, it's 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 exactly what you want to do. The only problem is in Queensland, at least you're going to be paying a four cylinder rego on it. Yeah, um, because they don't do EV rego, and the cheapest rego they've got is four cylinder. So you're going to be paying stupid prices for rego, but you know, still cheaper than uh, other cars. Well, your running costs at the end of the day is going to be a lot cheaper. So yeah. you know, it's going to it's probably going to work out cheaper anyway. Twenty bucks, who cares? Well, yeah, that's I mean, but even at six thousand, well, six thousand pounds, so it's you know, ten grand. Even at ten grand, that's you know, a pretty cheap car. Yeah. For something Especially if you're just getting it for the kids or something. It's all made of plastic and polymer and stuff, so it's not even going to rust or corrode. Or The only thing would be what battery packs are using, which I can't find any information on. Right. Um, but you would make an assumption that if they're offering five-year leasing plans, the battery pack's going to be at least good for that. It's got a Tesla yeah. power wall in the back or something. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, I mean, it can't be a big pack. It's not a big car. No. <laughs> so the pack's not going to be big. And if it's too heavy, a car won't go anyway. That's it, exactly. Yeah, it's, it is only quite a small motor and quite a small system. Um, yep. But. Oh, I um, said one of my friends got one of those, what did you say? It was MVEC or something. The IMAX. Little, little um, very small rechargeable car. Mm. I said, well, at least if you ran out of electricity, you could always just rub your hands together really fast and use the static electricity to give it a jump um, start. Yeah, the IMEV and the Nissan Leaf. The, the Leaf yeah. is actually a good compromise between price and range. It's, you know, I can't remember exactly what they do, 150Ks or something, I think they do on a charge. You yeah. know, and they're only a 30, I think it's $30,000 car. So, you know, they're a good compromise between in that in that field. But um, a friend of mine's actually got a, um, I can't think what it is. It uses the Mitsubishi IMEV running gear, but it's in a, I don't know if you remember, they used to have the little Suzuki mini vans. I used to call them a carry or something. They're like just a little tiny van. All right. And um, so it's got one of those. Um, it's an import from Japan. And it comes yep. with, it's electric from default. And he wanted to fit it out as a camper, but we were looking at it the other day and he's only got like 160k range. And we're like, well, you, you really want about 300k range to make it you know 300 k's is, is a comfortable day drive you know so what we did was we figured out he's going to be towing a small trailer um anyway to put a generator in there so, fill it up with fuel 
Well, it'll keep you going. Kind of. So what we've done is we've mounted three solar panels on the roof of the van. Um, that sit on top of you. He's got one of those low-profile um, rooftop tents. And yep. so they sit on top of those. So he's got three panels on the top, which help charge. Um, and then his trailer, we've got another two panels on top of the trailer. So if the vehicle's sitting for a couple of days, it'll actually charge it up. Oh, and okay. then we've got a... We're in the process of organising a Tesla. Um, one, because there's... I think there's eight um, banks of batteries in a Tesla. Yep. We're getting one bank that's the right voltage, and that's going to go in the trailer. I think um, he means the power wall, not the car. And no, 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 the Tesla power out of the car, the the power, the battery pack out of the car. Ah, right. yeah. Um, we're getting that, and then that's going to go in the trailer, um, which also be charged off the solar. But there will be a little. We've found this little. It's a Chinese thing but it's a diesel generator it's only the size of a shoebox yep <laughs> but it does like it does um like 2400 watt constant which is basically what you can get out of a 10 amp normal household power socket anyway yep uh and we work out to charge his battery up off that it uses two dollars worth of diesel nice so he's got enough to He's got enough between the solar panels and the extended range battery pack. He can do his 300 Ks he wants to do in a day. But if he parks under trees or he's out in the middle of nowhere and needs more range, he can start up the jenny, run it for four hours, five hours, and charge his battery packs up. And so come home again. He's got the best of both worlds, you know. Yeah. So it, it is like 90% electric, but there's that, that 10% backup that he's got the option of Just having. in case. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was Just in case cool. it rains too much. Yeah, or something, you know, if he's going up, like say he goes up, to Toowoomba or whatever he's got to go up the range you know yep. that could really suck the amount of you know you go up that range it's a long range a lot of uphill and yep. that would really reduce your you know reduce your power so um, so yeah I thought it was pretty neat it was pretty cheap I think important it was six or seven thousand dollars for this for this van wow so it's a really cheap right. way to get started to do that you could get a Citroen for that you couldn't camp in that, though. No. Well, <laughs> you could try. You, you could I'll try. Say you could try. You're going to fail miserably. Might be a bit squishy. If you're, <laughs> if you're a tall person like you, maybe I don't not. think I could fit in it, let alone sleep in it. <laughs> if it had a sunroof, you could stick your head out the top while you're driving, put on a pair of those driving goggles they used to have in your driving gloves. <laughs> There's a... Um, speaking of living in... Uh, in electric vehicles, there's a. Uh, I was watching on YouTube a lady who has converted her Tesla into a, um, yeah, into a uh, like a weekend. Or actually, she lives in it full time because she travels for her her work. Oh. So she's actually got it worked out, and with the passenger with the back seat laid down, she can actually sleep across, like, with her feet in the boot and the head up towards the back seat and. Like she's got it all set up so that she can live in this thing twenty four seven. That lady who turned a Tesla into a truck. The truckler. The truckler. <laughs> Same lady. No. no, that's different. That's pretty cool. Actually, it's interesting. She um, got an invite to go and see the Cybertruck, and they had the truckler parked next to the Cybertruck. <laughs> and this is like the Cybertruck's like three times the size of this thing. Like, holy cow! <laughs> yeah, it was funny. 
that about do us? Yeah, that's about all we got, I think, for this week. It's been a bit slow. Yeah. We've got uh, heaps of people watching us tonight. We've got all three chats are going off, the, the YouTube, the Facebook, and the Twitch chat. So it's been a going good Going off night. like a frog in a sock. That's it. Thanks for listening to the Aussie Tech Heads show broadcast weekly. We can be found at facebook.com slash Aussie Tech Heads, twitter.com slash Aussie Tech Heads, and youtube.com slash Aussie Tech Heads. Email us glenwillandwarlock at aussietechheads.com.au. You can hear Aussie Tech Heads on aussietechradio.com, 24-7 back-to-back play of some of the best tech-related shows from around Australia and New Zealand. New shows are added Friday, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. See you, mate. Bye. 